Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Thanksgiving. A heartfelt love and appreciation for all of our great fans, all our great readers at Justin News, all our listeners at John Solomon Reports. Yes, it's Thanksgiving. Yes, I'm home celebrating with my family today, but I wanted to pass along a special wish that God may bless you on this beautiful holiday that all that we have thankful for, even with all the difficult things going on in America, we still have so much to be thankful for. And I just want to let you know my family, the extended family at justthenews.com and John Solomon Reports wishes you a blessed, happy Thanksgiving in the beginning of a very special Christmas season. May God bless you in ways rich and deep as you have blessed us by reading and listening and watching the work that we do here at Just the News. Today, we've got a special treat for you. I did a TV special last week on what it's like to be a grassroots conservative organizer. Yeah, as you saw in the 2021 election, enormous energy parents at the school board level, election integrity experts going to the polls and watching after being trained, an incredible energy in the conservative base of the Republican Party, in the conservative movement of America, unlike anything we've seen since at least the Tea Party or maybe Ronald Reagan's 1980 presidential campaign. So we wanted to bring you inside what's known as the Heritage Action for America Sentinel Program. This has been around for a decade. It's been training young people, older people, to run for office, to conduct grassroots, to train other grassroots organizers, because the strength in numbers when grassroots organizations bring thousands or millions of people together, it has a real impact, whether it's on the election, on policy debates, on Congress, on state legislatures. It happened in Georgia. That's how the election integrity bill got passed so quickly after the November 2020 election. It's happening in other places around this country, at the school boards, at the state level, in the Virginia election. The property tax revolt in New Jersey clearly had an impact on elections there. Out in Washington state, an effort to stop localities from imposing their own income taxes is brought an enormous amount of grassroots organization, grassroots activists to say, enough is enough. We, the people, we're not taking it anymore. So I hope you enjoy this very special show we did. We adapted it for the podcast. We've got Congressman Jim Banks, some real everyday activists, a school board member who lost his race by, get a load of this, one ballot, one vote. 
what a dramatic story about why you should get involved and get engaged. I hope you enjoy the whole hour while you're sitting there, maybe going through your turkey coma, getting ready for the next football game, thinking about the Christmas list. You got to go. We got you covered with some food for thought inside the Sentinels program, the Heritage Action Grassroots Training program that's been around for a decade making a big difference certainly had a big impact over the last six or eight months we're going to take you inside in a way you seldom get to do may god bless you from just the news and john solomon reports god bless you and happy thanksgiving good evening america and welcome to this just the news real america's voice special report sentinels inside a grassroots movement i'm your host john solomon one of the lessons we learned from the recently concluded elections in Virginia, New Jersey, and elsewhere is that America is in the midst of a massive grassroots movement, one fueled by parents concerned about what their kids are taught in the classroom, business owners worried about vaccine or other mandates that threaten the economy, voters who want to make cheating harder and voting easier, and urban residents frustrated that the liberal defund the police movement has crippled their communities with surging violence. Now, grassroots movements are powerful. They surge from the ground up and they hold those in power to account to ensure the policies that we, the people, want get enacted and followed. But they also can be fleeting and driven by circumstances and emotion. Tonight, we're going to take you inside and look at one of those grassroots organizing efforts that already has had profound impact across this country. Most importantly, it is adapting to ensure conservatives have a ready, steady, permanent grassroots machinery that never relents. Now, thanks to our partners and sponsors for tonight's show, Heritage Action for America, we're going to bring you inside the Sentinel program, a grassroots program like no other that trains conservative activists how to organize at the local level and to get large masses of Americans rolling in the same direction to have maximum national impact. Now, joining us to explain how that happens are two great friends from Heritage Action. First up is Jessica Anderson, Heritage Action's executive director. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. It's great to be here. It is. Now, Jessica, you used to serve as the grassroots director when you first started at Heritage Action. Can you give our viewers an overview of the Sentinel program and its rich history? Absolutely. So the Sentinel program is the thing I'm most proud of at Heritage Action. It's the tip of the sphere. It's activists that are leading in their communities all across the country. They know the issues. They're committed to growing their skills. And they go out and they lead in a powerful and a dynamic way. Grassroots activists like this came to be really in 2012 when we launched, and we launched as a way to hold members of Congress accountable. And through the last decade, it's evolved to being on the front lines for the ground game, working in communities to push back against the press, running for school board, and then most recently, like we saw in Virginia, standing up as parents and grandparents to be the voice for their children in the fight uh, to push back against big education and all the lies that are coming out from the Department of Education right now and the chokehold that they have on our kids. So it's an incredibly robust movement and Sentinel really is the, the tip of the spear. It, and actually, uh, Sentinel means to stand guard for freedom. And so we chose the name wisely, I think, with that in mind. Absolutely, freedom is the buzzword of today. Now, this month you held your latest Sentinel Summit in Florida. How is this year's gathering different from years past? So this year's gathering, our National Sentinel Summit, comes of the heels of COVID lockdowns, of the momentum uh, after the Virginia victorious election, and after a year's hard work of making it easier to vote and harder to cheat, as led from the grassroots at state houses. So the Sentinels that gathered over 500 in Orlando, in the free state of Florida, it was it was there was jubilee, 
uh, there was excitement and then there was a serious tone. There was a tone of exactly what we need to get done going into the midterms and exactly what we need to continue to do to hold elected officials accountable, Republicans or Democrats, to the conservative principles that we all hold dear. So the, the summit was chock full of training, how to be a poll worker, how to be a poll watcher, how to run for school board, how to uh, issue a FOIA and submit it to expose CRT, to then how to use the scorecard and how the legislative agenda really worked here in Washington. Uh, that's great. You know, I, when I th I've met a lot of Sentinels in my life and one of the words that comes is determined. They really stick mm. to, the, to, to the task at hand. Now, why did Heritage Action originally build this grassroots infrastructure and why is it important right now at this moment in history to have one in place? So Heritage Action launched the Sentinel program as a way to work directly with Americans across the country, equip them with the skills that they needed to lead in their community, and then to actually organize communities. So often the party structure or, or the candidates come in and they just talk about that one election. And then after the election is done, they leave. But all the people on the ground, we're, we're all still there. We're all trying to work with our communities to have relationships with our neighbors, to advocate for conservative policies, even at the local level. And so Sentinel is that permanent infrastructure. It doesn't go away just because the election has finished. It's always there. It's continual year-round community organizing. And the thing that I love the most about Sentinel and why we founded it in the first place is it goes over the head of elected officials, of the big media, of, of fake news, and it talks directly to Americans about what is going on at both state capitals and here in Washington in a real and tangible way, arm them with the issues to then lead in their communities. Oh, that's really great. We're learning more and more that elections are won way before Labor Day to Election Day. They start much earlier and having that ground force has got to be amazing. Now, before you go, Jessica, how can our viewers get involved with the Sentinel program? How can they sign up and stay in touch with what you're doing? So the Sentinel program is always looking for fresh blood. We always need volunteers and we need people that are serious about being leaders in their community. So you can join the movement by going to heritageaction.com sentinel, or you can reach out to any one of our eight field offices all across the country and get more involved. We'd love to have you. It's all hands on deck. And this is a movement that's permanent, it's real, and it's not going anywhere, John. Ah, that's for sure. Jessica, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, let me give you those coordinates again. You can sign up at heritageaction.com slash join or text the word join, J-O-I-N, to 51776. That's 51776. All right, joining me now is the current director of Grassroots for Heritage Action, Janae Strackey, to talk about what is currently happening within the Sentinel program. Janae, it's an honor to have you on the show. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is a fun discussion. So, we only have a few minutes here, but I, I want you to explain to us some of the resources that Sentinels get as a, as a part of being part of this program. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, it's, it's a fun program to be a part of. It's a fun program to lead. Our Sentinels are incredible all across this country. And if you're a part of Sentinel, we host a weekly strategy call every Monday night, about wow. 30 minutes long, with the top line um, things going on in on in Washington and on Capitol Hill, keeping them up to date and letting them know how they can take action that week. Sometimes we're looking down the road, setting up the strategy for it. We have toolkits that are issue-based and bill-based that they can go and see exactly the breakdown of the messaging on that issue. They've got social media posts they can put up that they can send around to their family and friends, call scripts to call members of Congress and um, all sorts of things in that toolkit. So everything that they need is there. 
Um, and they've got a regional coordinator on the ground as well, who is a boots on the ground, can brainstorm with them, host skills clinics, events. Um, we're there to support Sentinels all across the country in any way that we can. Wow, that's a lot. That's amazing. So as we head into 2022, what are some of the key issues that we're focusing on in the Sentinel program? Oh, there's so many. Um, but one of them that I'm actually proud, I'm going to tell a story today of, of something incredible that our Sentinels have done. I mean, there's so many examples I could share, but one is Ted in Castle Rock, Colorado, who got involved just by starting a coalition of um, school board candidates. And he recruited 40 candidates for to run for school board. So of the 43 conservative candidates in um, that he had helped recruit, 31 of them actually won their races and were seated. That's a 76 wow. percent victory, which is incredible. And that was all just because this one Sentinel decided to start up this coalition. And Sentinels like him are all across this country are doing that. Um, so I bring that up just to say that running for school board has become um, uh, something that parents are really excited to do. It's something we've been talking about at Heritage Action for years asking people to do. And because of some of the stuff going on in our schools, critical race theory um, and alike, there's so many issues. Getting involved in your child's education is one of the best ways to change this country from the ground up. Yeah, that's amazing. Talk about a force multiplier, getting 40 people to run and then getting 31 to win. That's uh, that's quite a record. Um, what value does the Sentinel program bring for grassroots activists now that it's, you know, it's a decade in the making? What sort of things can it do on a daily basis? Oh, there's a thousand ways to be an activist and everybody comes with a different skill set. So that's why the regional coordinator is so important because they get to walk alongside these activists and help them find the best way that they can serve. Um, and Sentinels are taking initiative all over the all over the country in all sorts of different ways. So you might be a good writer and you can write a letter to the editor for your local newspaper, which then gets the attention of your member of Congress and fellow constituents. So there, there are so many different things that Sentinels can do. And if you join Sentinel, we're going to walk you through them. As you said, we've been doing this for a very long time. And um, being an activist is very rewarding, but it's hard work. And a lot of our activists how our, our parents, grandparents, they've got all sorts of things going on in their lives. And right. staying on top of what's going on on Capitol Hill with all the bills is a full-time job. That's what we're there to do, to dig into some of these bills, break them down for them, let them know when there's changes happening behind the scenes, behind closed doors, so that they hear about it before it's on their TVs. Yeah, that's so important. All of that intelligence and stuff that people might not have that, the time to gather is right at their fingertip. Uh, Jenny, one last thing. How can people sign up for the Sentinel program if they want to get involved today? That's right. You said it at the top of the segment. You can text JOIN to 5-1776. That's 51776. Or you can go to heritageaction.com backslash join. You're going to fill out a very brief survey and be contacted by a regional coordinator where you can have further conversations. It's awesome. that simple. That sounds like an easy way to jump two feet in. That sounds pretty good. Thank you so much, Sinead, for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to take you even deeper into the Heritage Action Sentinels program, including what is it like to be on the receiving end of a grassroots campaign? You're not going to want to miss that. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day. And I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way 
nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, welcome back to tonight's program. Joining me now is a prominent voice in the Republican Party, the chairman of the House Republican Study Committee, Congressman Jim Banks from the great state of Indiana. Congressman, it's an honor to have you on the program tonight. With you. We just witnessed a major upset in the Virginia governor's race when Republican Glenn Youngkin defeated Democrat Terry McAuliffe. Much of Youngkin's success is being attributed to the grassroots activism of the Republican Party. Things like school curriculum, election integrity, defunding the police really activated the base. What long-term effect do you think this grassroots activism that fueled Youngkin's win can have on this country and particularly the Republican Party? Well, it's inspiring. It's inspiring to uh, people all over the country who want to save this country from the radical left socialist agenda that the Democrats are pushing. I can tell you coming from Indiana, uh, parents in Indiana felt the, the momentum coming out of Virginia, and it's going to affect uh, elections, I think, in 2022 across the board in places uh, far away from Virginia. So it's inspiring. It's motivating. It's motivated the grassroots in a big way. There, John, there are lots of lessons to learn from this, from the election, not just in Virginia, but also in New Jersey. Sure. A couple of weeks ago, the biggest lesson I think we learned is if, if Republicans are the party of parents, 
then we will be the winning party in, in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. You see that in the exit data and in all the, the interviews that were done with voters, really a clear uh, message from, from the electorate. Now, as study committee chairman, you have your finger on the pulse of America all the time as you're staring the GOP policy in Congress. What issues are the grassroots talking to you about and what do conservatives want to be seen done right now? Yeah, well, as you know, Glenn Youngkin is the first candidate in America to run against critical race theory, and he won in a, in a big way. And I think that's another message that we learned. And the grassroots are telling us uh, here in, in Washington, as I chair the Republican Study Committee, the largest conservative caucus, there are 159 of us now out of 212, 213 Republicans in the House. We have to stay focused on that, stay focused on ways that we can uproot anti-American critical race theory type ideologies that are being pushed by the Democrats into our institutions like the military, into higher education and into our K through 12 schools. So that, that's one area where our Republican study committee is very uh, keenly interested in advancing uh, policies when we win back the majority to uproot uh, those dangerous ideologies and stop, uh, the, stop the schools from teaching these uh, anti-American ideas onto the next generation, onto our kids. And it gets to the heart of what happened in Virginia. I mean, when Terry McAuliffe said in the debate, I mean, the moment that that shook up that election in such a big way that parents don't belong in the schools, um, where most Americans overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly believe that parents should be at the center of decisions of what's being taught in our schools. Um, that, that's the big takeaway that we have to, we have to keep, uh, keep focus on. And when we win back the majority in 2022, and I'm more optimistic that's gonna happen than ever, we have to have an agenda ready to go on day one uh, of, uh, with ideas and policies, legislation to put parents in, back in the driver's seat and uh, put them at the, at the heart of, of the education agenda that's being driven throughout this country. Yeah, I think people are looking for that new contract with America. It seems like the moment is ripe for it. As you look out in New Jersey, there was an, also an, uh, an underlying issue of taxes. And it actually showed up in Virginia, too. People are concerned about the size of government, the cost of government, the exploding deficits. Do you see some or do you hear from the grassroots that that concern is bubbling up to the top as well? Everywhere I go. I mean, this is the kitchen table issue. When you talk about kitchen table issues, there's no ki kitchen table issue is more powerful than the than working class of, of hard hardworking families who uh, who put dinner on the table every night, and recognize that it costs a lot more just to do that than it did a year ago. Uh, it costs a lot more to fill up your gas tank today than what it did a year ago. So inflation is on the rise and inflation is a hidden tax on working people. And I hear it everywhere I go in my, my district, everywhere I travel around the country, inflation is, is real and people are feeling it. I think it's largely the issue that's, that's driven uh, Joe Biden's uh, pull, his, uh, his, his favorability uh, uh, down the tubes in right. such, a, such a drastic way. And like anything that we've ever seen before, his popularity has sunk in such a short period of time, I think it's because of inflation, which is being driven by these massive spending bills that Democrats are advancing, like the fake infrastructure bill they passed last week, um, the socialist uh, spending spree bill, $4 trillion that they're gonna try to pass uh, here in the next few days. If they accomplish that, if you, think, if you think inflation is bad now, just wait until they pass this $4 trillion socialist spending spree bill, it's gonna cause inflation to get even a lot worse. Yeah, no, you, you wrote a memo recently on uh, 42 policies that you believe are in the bill that Americans should oppose. Can you go through some of the things in that social spending bill, that reconciliation bill that uh, should concern all Americans? They may not even know about them. 
Yeah, you know, John, they keep telling us to get, that the bill uh, changes and the Democrats say that they're taking out this part or that part. Right. Every time we analyze the bill, we find even that it gets even worse every time they change. We've, we've gone from 30-something reasons that everybody should vote against it to now 42 reasons. That e each reason in and of itself is a good reason to vote against the bill, whether we're talking about amnesty or taxpayer funding of abortion. But then you get into like some of some of the pol the policies that are deeply rooted in the bill. Like one one good example is they want to require college degrees for for people who work in daycares. So and they also want to take away grant funding from daycares that are that are faith based. So there's a good chance that the daycare that you drop your kids off in the morning is going to close because of the mandates uh, uh, that are brought about by this bill. But if they don't close, even a left-wing think tank says it will cost you $13,000 more per year to drop your kid off at a daycare. So that that's one big example. And then all wow. of the the uh, all of the green new deal type language in the bill is going to put more mandates on car manufacturers, on uh, energy providers. You're going to pay more to heat your home, you're going to pay more at the ga at the gas pump. Um, you're going to pay pay more across the board just to just to carry out your daily life. This is a this this socialist spending bill is going to change America overnight if it passes. That's why we got to do everything that we can to stop it. Yeah, no, it's it's such an important issue and everybody is talking about it. Now, I was young enough to be a student when the Reagan revolution occurred and then uh, in the 2010 when the Tea Party revolution occurred, I was a reporter getting to covered on the front lines. When you look at this now, how does this moment of grassroots activism, this moment of conservative energy compare to those early, earlier conservative successes? And how is it likely that all that energy to affect 2022 and 2024 elections? Well, gra grassroots efforts have never been more important than what they are now. I'm thinking about the, the important work being done by Heritage Action and the, the Sentinel program. Right. When you go out and, and help educate uh, policymakers about how dangerous bills are like these, you're making a, a big difference. But John, what I'm seeing around the country is a is a is a, uh, a a grassroots uprising, a movement building in the country like that's bigger than what we saw in 2010, the Tea Party wave. I was I was involved in in politics and campaigns back then. This is bigger than that. Uh, last week, polling came out that showed Republicans have the biggest generic ballot advantage that we have ever had since polling measured these things uh, heading into the 2022 election, but we can't give up. We can't, we, we're, we're still a year away from yeah. that important midterm election. We cannot give up. And that's why that's why the grassroots efforts of, of groups like Heritage Action mean so much in a moment like this to go out and hold our elected officials accountable, let them know that there is a price to pay on election day if you, uh, if you vote for socialist spending bills or for fake infrastructure bills that are more Green New Deal than they are infrastructure. Um, a lot of these crazy left-wing uh, uh, agenda items that the Democrats are pushing, they're, they're, if, we, if we go out and do our job and let, let uh, uh, members of Congress and elected officials know, politicians know that if they vote for it, there's gonna be a price to pay at the ballot box next year. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna grow the, the, uh, the, the advantage that we have on election day, make that majority in the House even bigger than what it could be and win back the Senate. I mean, I'm more optimistic that we, that we can win back the Senate than I ever have been uh, before as well. Then we can save our country, and then in 2024, we can win back the White House as well. Yeah, it sounds like a plan that a lot of Republicans are starting to get excited about. Now, uh, a lot of the components in the infrastructure or the, um, the social spending bill 
really are built around really the leftover or warmed over Green New Deal. There's like a half trillion dollars of spending that goes to sort of these ambiguous environmental causes. Do you think people are suspicious of that? They lived through the Solyndra era a decade ago. They saw some of this money get wasted in big places. Um, how important is it for Americans to know what's in that green package that's a big part of the social spending bill? Yeah, well, if you're not suspicious, you should be. But I, I, I expect that uh, uh, that most Americans are suspicious about what what's really in the bill, and that's why the poll numbers on this bill keep, keep the popularity of this uh, socialist reconciliation spending bill um, started out. I mean, John, I, I saw a poll a couple of months ago that it was it was more popular than unpopular. Yeah, but the more that groups like Heritage Action and others go out and educate people about and Republican Study Committee about what's really in the bill. It, it, now it's a now the bill is fairly unpopular. So that means we're doing our job and getting the word out about what's in it. But here's something else that we learned at Republican Study Committee about this uh, this reconciliation bill. We found out that they took they took prohibitions out of the bill that would have prevented this bill from using dollars to fund. Uh, uh, companies that use Uyghur slave labor coming out of China. We, right. So we started scratching our head. Why would that be uh, that they would take a, take this prohibition out of the bill that, that uh, protects human rights? I mean, these are Democrats who tell us that they're in favor of human, human protecting human rights around the world, right? So why would they be in favor all of a sudden of supporting companies that use Uyghur slave labor in China? Well, here's the reason why. In order to uh, manufacture all of the solar panels that they need uh, with the mandates in the, in the Green New Deal that are in this bill, uh, all of those solar panels to, to, to uh, build the products that they need come out of the province in China where they use Uyghur slave labor. So the more you dig into this bill, the more, the, the, the more you realize how dangerous it is, the, the tentacles that it has, it does more to support uh, it, it, it builds back Beijing better than it builds back the United States of America. Yeah, it absolutely does. Sir, I know you got to go run to vote. Just real quickly, what do you think the question is that this next election will turn on? Will it be a choice between big government socialism and free market capitalism? Is that how stark a choice the voters are facing? Yeah, I, I think it's a, a choice between preserving America as the greatest country that we've ever had in the in the history of the world or whether or not we want to change America into a socialist country. And and the the dividing line has never been more clear than what it is today. The difference between what we experienced uh, over four years with Donald Trump in the office over the disaster that we've seen uh, with Joe Biden in the office in just one year. So that that's what it comes down to. What kind of America do we want to preserve and pass on to our kids? Or do we want to turn America into a socialist country and ruin it overnight by passing bills like this one? Yeah, such an important debate we're having here in Washington and all across this country. Congressman Banks, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciated the time. Thank you. Have a good day. Too. All right, folks, stick around. When we come back, we'll be talking to two school board members, one the former, one present, about what sparked their decision to step into the arena and run for office. What a great conversation. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home 
and it's titled, The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary Home Title Lock protection free. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at HomeTitleLock.com. Go there today. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back. A few weeks ago, there was a tectonic plate shaking moment in the political world. That's when Republican nominee Glenn Youngkin upset Democrat candidate Terry McAuliffe in the Virginia governor's race in a state that had been solidly blue for over a decade. One of the main factors that contributed to Youngkin's victory was his stance on education. That parents should have more of a voice in what schools are teaching their children, and voters agreed with him. In fact, exit polls show education was a top voter priority. The big takeaway from Youngkin's win was that parent activists leveraged their power at the grassroots level to affect change, whether at the Loudoun County School Board or at the ballot box. Joining me now are two Heritage Action Sentinels who stepped into a whole new world to run for and win school board seats. Please join me in welcoming Heather Gordasco a former school board member in Virginia, and Randy Huff, a school board member in Georgia. Heather and Randy, it's great to have you both here. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, great to be here. Heather, let's start with you. You served on the Williamsburg-James City County School Board in Virginia from 2012 to 2015. What initially sparked your desire to run for that position? I wanted more accountability. Uh, a significant portion of our real estate taxes, 55 cents of every dollar goes into the school district. And I did not wow. feel as if it was being shepherded well. Yeah, that's such an important thing. Randy, you currently serve on the Fayette County School Board down in Georgia. You even defeated an incumbent in your race. I want to ask you uh, uh, this question. What do you, when, when you made the decision to run, what do you think made the difference in you defeating that incumbent and getting elected? Well, I, I think uh, after my experience in running campaigns at the federal level, Senator Purdue twice, for example, right. I laid out a campaign that was a lot more aggressive, I think, than my competitors. And uh, and you know that flyer, you just had it on the screen. It was effective along with with road signs and, and all the things that go into a successful campaign. Yeah, that, 
that messaging is so important. How about you, Heather? What, what worked for you as you uh, got your moment to get on the school board and make a difference? Just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of doors. Um, just going to the people and talking to them directly. Um, there's really no substitute for that. Now, certainly we have social media now. We have other ways of reaching people, but there's just nothing better than listening to their concern at the door and really being able to interact with them. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I want to stay with you for a second, Heather. You worked on uh, the Virginia School Board for four years. Do you think that Governor-elect Youngkin's understanding of the problem, absorbing all that information he took from parents about what was going on in the public schools, was that the key to him winning? I really, really think it was. I think between COVID and people understanding really what their children were being taught, the unfortunate incidences that occurred in Loudoun, I think it tapped in. And he, of course, also has four children. And so it, I think it was very much a key. Um, when was the last time that a Republican actually won on education? Which is a shame. We should, we should be winning on that. So I think it was decisive in his win. Yeah, it was such a remarkable moment. And the exit polling data is so clear how he connected. Randy, uh, you, you've looked at this. You've had your finger on the pulse of the school community, particularly parents. Is this a lasting issue? Have we started a movement that's going to stick around for a long time? I, I definitely believe it will. There's a thirst for knowledge about this. All of a sudden, I have a, a daughter with five sons and son-in-law. You saw the flyer. I couldn't crack into them and warn them for years and years. Wow. Uh, and then all of a sudden, now they're receptive and they're active and they're listening uh, the, to the warnings. And uh, I've, been, I've been studying this for years. I don't need to give you my background, but this is a rich and fertile area for me to teach about and defend against as a school board member. Yeah, such an important thing in providing that accountability. And we, we talked about some of the touchstones, right? Your taxpayer money, is it really being well spent? You talked about the security issue that came up in Loudoun County where there were some sexual assaults swept under the rug. Then there's the curriculum. Those are the three things that seem to have driven the last year a lot. What are the issues that are going to emerge next year as this school board movement expands across the country even further? Randy, let's stick, stay with you for a second. Where, where do you think these issues go next? Sure. Well, you, once you scratch the surface, then you start digging beneath the, uh, the, uh, the for the nuanced, more subtle ways that CRT could be presented in, in the classroom with uh, SEL, for example, uh, social emotional learning, or what books are in the, uh, in the high schools or middle school libraries. Uh, nobody thought to look there before. Everything was assumed to be just j jam up and jelly tight, exactly what the city, <laughs> what the city's values were. Right. But now, now you have to look. You have to look and you have to ask and you have to keep your eyes open. Uh, I think that you'll get a new level of interest and, and sophistication in tracking down things that shouldn't be where they uh, where they shouldn't be, frankly. Yeah, no, such an important, uh, such an important thing that keeping your eyes open. It seems, Heather, that the pandemic actually opened parents' eyes. It created this silver lining to a very tragic event because parents got an inside look at what was going on in the classroom because their kids were at home. How much did that change the dynamic in the last year or so? Oh, I think it changed it tremendously. And to build on what Randy said, I think the question for next year that's going to continue to be asked is, what is the point? The point is not just to sit in the classroom for seven hours a day. The point is not even just to get a diploma. It's like, where are you going? And I think Governor Youngkin, as governor-elect, is very open to um, career-ready students. That's a big thing. You know, 41% of every student that goes to college doesn't finish. And they end up with 
with debt and a lot of other things that are not helpful. And so his emphasis on career ready is going to be very huge. I think um, we're going to look more at the trades. We're going to reinstate advanced math. So kids who do want to go into engineering or being a doctor, they have what they need to do that. And I think those are the things we're going to see happen next year and the years beyond. Yeah, no, that's absolutely going to be a big debate. Uh, Randy, one of the things that we hear from parents now, particularly over this last year, as we covered it at Just the News at Real America's Voice, is that one size doesn't fit all of an education, that we have to be looking at different paths, different models, and tailor the needs of a student and their curriculum. Do you think the education bureaucracy has received that message after this landmark election that we just went through? Well, I can only speak for Fayette County. Uh, and, and to that specific question, uh, John, yes. Uh, we have, that was a bit of a surprise to me. I see many different pathways that wasn't available. I was e- either had college or no college when I went through grade school. Uh, now there's a, uh, you get your core curriculum, but then you have all your different pathways if, if, if a young student chooses one particular pathway over another. So they're, they're there, but I, I believe, and I'll be teaching and supporting the idea that ultimately citizenship and knowledge of, of uh, good citizenship, not just a skill set uh, that one might develop is is a way to go. You have to have a sound understanding foundation of what it means to be a citizen in this country, especially now. Yeah, that is so important. Citizenship literacy is going to be something we're gonna hear a lot more about. Heather, I wanna ask you, having been through this and maybe at the early phase of the school board movement, because you, you started in uh, the early 2012 timeframe, what advice would you give to a mom or dad who's sitting here listening to it saying, you know, I want to replicate what, these, what you guys have done. How do you, what advice would you give them to get ready to go take on maybe a school board race like you took on? 100% pay attention. Use your normal connections. Don't be afraid to um, ask questions. Don't be afraid to speak up. Go to a school board meeting. Go to your board of supervisor or city council meeting. Talk about the fact that your your um, tax money is supporting this and that you have every right to, to be a part of this. And just communicate that you are part of the team, but that you are paying attention. And those are all really good things. And, you know, I don't know if they've gotten the message. Um, I think they're still doubling down on some things. So I sure. think you say we're not going away just the same way the Loudoun County did not go away. They showed up at the school board meeting a couple of nights ago and say, by the way, we collect and the signatures to recall you. So stay informed, stay involved, stay energetic, and don't be afraid. Yeah, and that grassroots network that you came from out of the Sentinel program is such an amazing tool because it allows for all of those different pressure points to come to bear when you may have a stubborn school board or a stubborn school school administrator. Randy, let me ask you this. Uh, a lot of people have seen the school board's role for the last few years as a rubber stamp it's obviously a message that's been sent. We don't want a rubber stamp. We want to dig in. What is the role of a school board member now in your eyes, now that you're defining that role yourself? Yeah, well, good good question, John. Uh, first of all, at, at the legal level, we're, our, we're policymakers. That's the first role of, the, of any school board is to make policy that's consistent with the state um, in which it, with the the school board functions, right? Uh, and their standards and what have you that come down from the Department of Education in the state and and the school board at the state level. So make policy, but you can't make policy blindly and 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 just as you said, rubber stamp it. Uh, I think now is the time for really re-examining policies that have been in place for years that now have have become ineffective and and need to be sharply focused on some of the 
the threats to the school system uh, that, that we pledge to produce for the uh, for our constituents yeah. and for the students, most, most directly for the students. Such an important thing, re-examining everything. Heather, Randy, thank you so much for your valuable insight and for the roadmap you've given parents all over this great country. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right at this commercial break. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. One of the most potent areas that grassroots, grassroots movements can impact is policy. From the local level to the state house and all the way to Congress, citizen activists can shape block and advance policy solutions that change the course of America. Earlier this year, we saw such efforts result in brand new election integrity legislation in several states, efforts that created laws that made it easier to vote and harder to cheat. Joining me right now is Carrie Lutke, a Heritage Action Sentinel, who is one of those on the front lines of that effort. And she joins us now to tell us how she used grassroots activism to stand up for election integrity in the great state of Georgia. Carrie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about how you got the Georgia State Legislature and the voters to become engaged. Well, um, the Heritage Sentinel team here that I work with in Georgia, all of us pretty much had 
a certain part of the election process that we were working in. So we were all either poll watchers or poll workers, or we were involved in the hand recount. And we knew at the time, right after November 3rd, that we were going to have to um, have some election reforms. Right. And so we, uh, once we got past the Senate runoff, we uh, were sitting together as a team trying to decide what it is that we think we should do. And it was one of my um, co, you know, team members that suggested, well, you know, I'm friends with, you know, the Senate majority leader and uh, he's a good guy and let's see if we can have a meeting with him. Cool well, at the that? time, yeah, at the time we were still dealing with COVID. So it was a big issue whether or not we could even meet because they weren't allowing any lobbyists or anybody into the Capitol. And uh, we had to find a particular size of room. We didn't even know how many activists would be able to go down and meet with our legislators. And so that actually ended up becoming a task for one of our um, team members. But while we were doing that, um, we had to start the uh, research and see what it is that we actually wanted um, in legislation. And so we, I know we spent weeks just going through um, different types of laws and studying the consent decree that Brad Raffensperger, our Secretary of State, had signed right. and just getting some ideas put together as in what we would like to see. There's a, so lot of, picked, a lot of homework that goes on, isn't there, Carrie? Yes, there was. There was a lot of research and nights and stuff that went into it. Yeah. And uh, once we got about, I would say, about five topics put together, we um, wrote a letter, like a little grassroots letter, saying you know, this is some of the stuff that we feel is needed right. um, to be changed. And with our uh, little email lists and that type of thing and the people that we knew within the Republican Party and within the our heritage group, we sent the email around and collected signatures on a Google Doc. So we got over about, I would say, 2,000 signatures and put that together with a different letter for our um, legislators. And when we went to that meeting, we came to that meeting with that letter and all of those signatures sat down with them and said, you know, this is what we would like to see is some needed reforms. And um, the first thing that we were told was, you know, thank you. Like, we've already started working on some election bills, but you guys are the first people that have come and brought us a um, your ideas. And this is the first time we've seen what the grassroots would actually like to see in legislation. Wow. So you, and, you, you move that needle. I mean, that's really what grassroots uh, does. It moves that needle. We've got about a minute left. I want to ask you something. You've gone through this. You made change in Georgia. You and your team made change in mm -hmm. Georgia. What steps would you recommend everyday citizens take if they want to get involved just like you in working with the state legislature? Um, well, I would get involved in a group like such as Heritage Action and uh, get involved in our Sentinel calls and um, get to know some other of the grassroots activists. I would get involved in your local GOPs. Um, I would get involved on people's campaigns that you're interested in. I mean, um, that's another issue that can help getting some more conservative legislators elected. And um, just starting, it's basically, it's a networking, you know, getting to know different people and getting yeah. to know who elected officials are. It's, it's amazing. Uh, that networking is so valuable, and it's really what grassroots does. It connects a whole bunch of people, and it creates a big amount of impact. Thank you, Carrie, for showing, for showing that incredible, showing uh, bringing us inside your incredible story. It really is remarkable. You made change in Georgia. It's a lasting change, and that's something pretty impressive.
No, thank you. And it was a team effort. And I want to stress that. So yeah, we had a great team and, and we couldn't have done it with everybody's, um, you know, different skill sets. So. No, it's, uh, it's clear and in the, in the proof is in the pudding. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to having you back on someday. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. Uh-huh. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up by speaking with a poll challenger on how to train the next generation of poll workers. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss this conversation. Folks, Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to tonight's show. Now, we wanted to take close tonight's program by taking you inside a very unique effort to harness the power of the grassroots movement to address a glaring problem in the election integrity space, one that was exposed by last year's election. And that is how to effectively train a new generation of poll watchers who can ensure every legal vote is counted and no cheating ever occurs. And joining me right now is a man on the front lines of that training effort, Todd Hathorn, a Heritage Action Central who trains poll challengers in New Mexico. Todd, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, John. We really appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, this is an exciting conversation for me. Hey, tell us a little bit about what your background is and what your group is doing to make a difference in the election integrity debate. Well, it's interesting that you ask. I'm, I'm here tonight because I've lost an election by one vote. Wow. Uh, it's a driving factor. My therapist says I'll be okay. <laughs> uh, spend a little time with him and um, everything's fine. Our, our, the group that we're involved with is an election integrity group. It actually uh, includes contact with the RNC and support from them, but it is not an RNC operation. It's actually very, very much a grassroots uh, effort. Um, being able to look at the inside of the sausage-making factory right. 
is exactly the problem that we're trying to address. And we're doing it because, number one, we have the experience. Uh, the position that we're in, my wife is actually an attorney and she has a writ of mandamus from the state Supreme Court on election law issues. And so there's a natural gravitation that comes from that. But since 2010, we've actually trained almost 1,600 people. 800 of that 1,600 have come in the last uh, last two years. Wow. That is amazing. That is an army. Now, people see these volunteers at the polls and they don't really fully understand. Let's help our viewing audience understand the difference between a poll watcher and a poll challenger. That's a great question. Thank you for asking it that way. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is New Mexico does have really pretty, pretty decent laws. There are some things that have changed over the years we're not exactly happy with. But one of them is the fact that they have a poll challenger. And as a challenger, you actually are an election official. You're appointed by the party. You get credentials. You're offered a badge. You show up. You actually participate in the process. Uh, you're allowed access to any part of the polling location, there are serious consequences for for uh, poll officials that interfere with your work. It's actually a, a crime to interfere with a poll challenger in New Mexico. It's different than a poll watcher because you can engage and create a set of circumstances where an ineligible person showing up to vote can be prevented from casting and having a ballot counted. Uh, I do want to make it very clear that we are here about making sure every qualified elector is eligible to make a vote and to, to cast a ballot. Yeah, that's such an important thing. Some uh, some try to twist this into or you trying to stop voting, but really we're letting every legal voter count. And that's really what, what you've been doing. Uh, from your perspective, what's the most common mistake you see poll workers make? You're training them. What is something you might want to pass on as a great piece of advice? Don't make that mistake. So during our training session, we actually use Kenny Rogers as a way to educate really? and, and help people think about it. Yeah, sure. The gambler. Of course. Uh, he says, you know, you know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. Um, that bit of wisdom we use to encourage poll challengers to think carefully about how they interact. It is a because of the uniqueness of the position. It's important that you use wisdom and you think through that process. Uh, New Mexico is a great place, a uh, beautiful place, beautiful people. It is the belly of the dragon. And so we have to be very conscious of the fact that these things happen. Um, yeah. We spent a lot of time in the second congressional district this last cycle. And the biggest mistake that we saw was actually poll challengers who were afraid, who didn't, uh, weren't clear about what they needed to do or how to do it. And that's part of the discussion for us is to make them not be fearful um, it's interesting that uh, everybody thinks somebody else needs to come and do something about the problem. The fact of the matter is, is our Constitution and our republic is based on the precinct, not Washington, D.C., not Santa Fe, New Mexico, but what happens in Doniana County and Sandoval and Hildago counties and the people who are right there on the front lines. It, the interesting part about that is a lot of the discussions about fraud, when it, when it, when it does happen, if you're there and you see it, there's an awful lot to be um, gained from being in a position of, of saying, look, I see you. I see what you're doing. Stop it. Yeah, such an important role and it protects democracy in this great constitutional republic. We've got about a couple minutes left. So you've described what became your passion, why you did this. You lost by one vote. It shows you how razor thin an election can be these days. What message do you send to the next generation of poll workers? You, you had this experience, you stepped into the void, you're making a difference. 
What do you want the next generation of poll workers to know and learn? And how do you motivate them to come out and join that army you're building? You know, the best thing I can say is, is to quote another great man. Ronald Reagan said that freedom is but one generation away from extinction. And it is important that every person exercise their civic duties. We respond on a regular basis to questions about, is this rule correct or is this uh, regulation appropriate? We've, we testify uh, in our local, even the county level discussions about how elections are conducted. Um, it doesn't mean that we're that we're exclusive or any way moving away from the, the the proposition that it's Americans that need to deal with self determination, and the important part about that is that the world is watching. This yeah. isn't just a problem in New Mexico. It's not just a problem in Virginia or Florida or Georgia, but there are people across the planet who look at America and look specifically at how we respond to authoritarian rule and tyranny. And if we don't take care of that problem today, if we aren't clear about what our rights are and defend our position on what those rights are, we will lose them. Todd, I couldn't think of a better way to describe why it's so important to do the work you did. That is such a great way to summarize our great special tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for the work you do to make sure that our elections are fair and every vote counts. My, my pleasure. And remember, it's not every vote. That's right. It's every qualified elector. That's exactly right. That's why your work is so important. Thanks again, Todd. I really enjoyed it. Folks, that wraps things up for our special tonight. Special thanks to our partners here at Action for America for sponsoring tonight's event and to Real America's Voice for working with us to make this show possible. The last few months have shown us the power of grassroots activism across America and its potential for reshaping the horizon on everything from education to elections. And thanks to the Sentinel program, we gave you a chance to go inside and see how the grassroots activists get trained and create that impact. Now, you know yourself how to get involved with a program just like the Sentinel program. Our founding fathers crafted a nation that empowered its people to shape its destiny more than 240 years ago. And now that power is being exercised in a new way at the grassroots in our generation. Tonight's show is a good reminder that the power to change what we don't like and to build what we aspire to achieve still remains with us, we the people. And with that, we thank you for watching and ask that God bless you and this great country that is the United States of America. Good night. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, 
with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free, and it's easy to get started, and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash just news. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. 